Hey, I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have George McGarren on the line, and he's the president over at the McGarren Group. George, welcome to the show. Adam, I appreciate it. It's good to be here. Thank you for the, thank you for the invitation. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at the McGarren Group. Um, go, and you've been in business a long time, going on 20 years pretty soon. Um, that being said, before we do that, though, I want to get uh, into your backstory a little bit more for the listeners. Um, so tell me a little bit more about how you got started in business in your career. So, so I uh, I grew up in, in New Jersey, about in a town about six miles away from New York City. Um, so super close. When I was a, when I was a kid, sort of uh, you know memories of playing pickup basketball in, in, in Midtown, um, and and from there I just uh, you know, but I always sort of had that entrepreneurial chip, and I just even at a young age, uh, I was sort of uh, just sort of I think drawn to that. The uh, from there I was able to you know I got out of school and I sort of. Uh, Went to Europe a little bit. I was in Barcelona. I used to live in South America. I traveled quite a lot, probably to about 50 countries. And uh, when I sort of got back, I decided to, to <laughs> sit down and, and, and land a job. Um, and then just sort of from there, I started, you know, I sort of had a typical kind of, I worked for a big four consulting firm. Things went well. And then I slowly got recruited to a, to a smaller company, and, and I found myself jobless, right, after about three months of uh, moving from New York to, to Miami. And uh, from there, I, 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 by chance, you know, I think I sort of found my dream career by by walking into a, a recruiting agency. And uh, next thing you know, I've been I've been doing that for close to 20 years now. So that's that's kind of the backstory, and uh, it's it's been it's been a good run. I I had the disadvantage that when I started, I was extremely young, and folks would tell me I was too young to do business with them. But but now it's sort of it's been uh, you know sort of a young experienced uh seasoned professional now so it's, it's been it's been a good run man I, I love your story and uh one of the things is of course obviously now now your um your your niche of recruiting i mean it's a very hot topic and and with with and we're going to get more into this when we get into the mcgarren group but um obviously the need um and labor and more specialized talent i mean it's only getting more and more complex which i find interesting which we'll get into it in a moment of course um but that being said um, your overall theme and background of going on and being an entrepreneur, there's some, there's some, or going into being an entrepreneur, there's some younger audience listening that are just getting started and maybe getting their feet wet. Um, what kind of, what kind of advice would you give to that new entrepreneur that's just like that maybe George that was just getting started a while back? So this is, this is, uh, and I don't think the parents are going to sort of like this answer, but the one thing <laughs> <Uh-oh>. I did, <laughs> the one, the one thing I didn't, so the one thing I didn't do was I didn't listen to my parents because my parents over and over and my, so my you know my parents are obviously I think every parent is sort of very protective of of get, seeing their sure. their child hurt and uh, so they you know so the today at least in 2019 going into 2020 you sort of see entre, you know being an entrepreneur is this this very sort of sexy thing and it's not really like that the first couple of years and so you have to kind of pay your dues but I think the first piece of advice is. You know, if you really think that you have an idea and you really believe in yourself, you know, figure it out, but 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 do it. And I think the second piece of advice is, it, it comes down to who who wins first, right? Is it time or is it you? 
And I think if you sort of just stick with it, eventually the, the waves sort of change in, in the ocean. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the, I think that best advice is just to sort of stay with it. And, and every day that you're sort of failing, you're kind of one, you're sort of one day closer to, to, to not. And, uh, and, and trust me when I tell you this, the, the sort of the, the, the slower days, you, you forget very quickly when you start to, you know, hit a couple home runs. So that's kind of the biggest advice that I've got to somebody is just don't, don't let others influence kind of, you know, your, your thoughts or your emotions in terms of if you have an idea. And it's okay to fail, and most, and I think, Adam, you can appreciate this, but, you know, most entrepreneurs fail once or twice, but the idea is to sort of get up and, and uh, continue on. But that's, that's kind of, you know, you really have to just go after it, and there is no shortcut, right? There is no, there's no shortcut to, to, to the game, so. I love it. Um, no, all great advice there. And uh, if, you, if you only fail twice, then you're lucky <laughs> because uh, you're going you're gonna to have way more than that, in my opinion, if you're, if, you're, if you're depending on what your goals are and where you're aiming. So great stuff there, George. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's switch it up a bit. I want to get more into what you're doing uh, over at the McGeeran Group. I know you hinted at it, but let's go further. So tell me a little bit more about the business, please. So we, we, have, two, we have two main businesses uh, that we run. The, 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 first, the first core business is we I run the 30-person executive search firm so we the 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 main idea or the concept or sort of the, i guess the the typical person we work with is either a ceo cfo a cmo uh sort of you, you would call them sort of the c-suite executive they in general i would say they probably make between three hundred thousand dollars a year and four million right so it's kind of a kind of an interesting crowd to deal with the um we've got clients that are all over north america canada we we've, we've done a lot of work in, in mexico for lots of different industries. So that's kind of, uh, we do very sort of specific uh, searches for uh, for companies that are having a hard time finding executive talent. And we compete with, you know, sort of the Spencer Stewart's, Hydrogen Struggles, uh, Corn Ferries of the world. And uh, we, we've been able to compete actually because of our, our sort of our influence model that I think we have a, you know, we think we're very good at sort of creating influence, which eventually sort of will run, uh, you know, gets the searches as well. So that's kind of what we're up to. The, the second business is that same core sort of candidate and clientele. We also help them work on their executive branding, which is, is, is a sort of a, obviously a hot topic now, but we've been doing this for about 10 years now. And, uh, you know, we help sort of somebody who makes, let's say, $500,000 a year who's busy running a business to quantify their their story on LinkedIn and with a resume and biography and and board resumes and you know a lot of folks that we work with are, have public speaking engagements they're um, trying to build teams so a lot of the social presence we we help them with that storyline and that that's that's uh, sort of the business line and the business model and, and kind of what we're up to. So George, and, and this is a pretty broad question, but I think you just have a unique vantage point, um, especially how you're helping professionals. Um, what kind of are there are there any um, trends happening right now, and from your from your neck of the woods that you care to comment on? So trends in terms of you're talking about sort of the career standpoint, or or in terms of sort of the job market, or what what sort of what so, what so specific I mean in terms. I mean, in terms of um, careers, jobs. I mean, you're, you're well. Uh, to be clear, so you're, um, you know, you're placing some pretty high-level talent, and I do know that you know talent is at a shortage. So, what kind of trends, if any, are you noticing in, in the recruiting industry in general? So, I would say, I would say one major trend is, and and this is, you know, the a lot of the executives now. I think they're now taking sort of notice of 
what it is to have some sort of social pre presence, right? So if you if you had speak if you had spoken to maybe a CEO of of, of a major major company here in the states eight years ago, they they would sort of they would they would argue that they didn't need to have sort of a solid LinkedIn profile. And I would say now they understand the importance of it, not, not only to hire better people to be looked at for other opportunities, but also just in sort of the internal political landscape. And so I think the, I think social media is is is, uh, is sort of is a, is a big thing is changing. Number the second thing I would say that is is also that I've noticed is that a lot of the um, a lot the ability to find somebody in, in a different country, a different state, or even sort of a different continent is just has has changed the game a lot because right now for we when if we would do a search in New York City we'd primarily look for candidates that were on the East Coast and now I'm able to go to sort of you know California where you live and find a candidate who who lives in let's say Laguna Hills and 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 pitch and and speak to that candidate about an opportunity in New York City so I think that's that's been the other second piece in terms terms of there's more access to to better talent but there's also uh, you know, there's also access to more opportunities for for the candidates out there. So I think those are the two major things. It's uh, it's kind of interesting the importance that social media, is, and for example, LinkedIn has taken on in the last couple of years. Um, and and you know it, it was proven when I think Microsoft had paid something, and you might have to correct me with this. But I think Microsoft had paid 26 billion dollars for for LinkedIn, right? So that was kind of the I think that was the first shift that, that we started to see. Yeah, I uh, and I, I tell people this all the time, and I think you hit the nail on the head with this one. And I'm like, and my, I mean, for myself, I, my example, I'm like, you know, I went on a speaking tour in China, completely cold. How? Because somebody found me on LinkedIn. I'm like, what? And like in the past, exactly. it's not enough just to, it's not, it's not enough just to have your body of work if nobody knows it or if they can't find it quickly then you who's going to win the person that has the same or if not equivalent or maybe a little even not even quite as good as your body of work it could be even a little bit less than what you've accomplished but if nobody knows or they have to work too hard to find it um the person that they can find easier it's just it's just the way it happens like i'm not going to argue that there couldn't have been a better person in the world in the entire world that could have had a better um that could have went on that speaking tour in china right I'm not, I'm not claiming that. I'm didn't know, there's no ego in this for me. I'm just being straightforward. But I was the person that they found. I matched what their criteria was. And because of that, um, you know, I earned business from it. And it just, it just it blows my mind when people think that they don't need that. Or I mean, we're, you know, we're, um, that was maybe 10 years ago you didn't need it. Now, yeah, you need it. Because that, that CEO that wants that, you know, $2 million, $3 million a year job, if, you, if they don't, if the people that are potentially placing that can't find what they need to find on you, and if it's too hard, then it's, uh, you may not be the right one. <laughs> Even though yeah. you are the right one, by the way. Even though you are the right one, possibly. <laughs> it's just not, it's not as simple. And that's correct. And, I, and, and just to add one more point to what, and you have a, mm -hmm. your, your point is so valid. The, and you bring up one thing that's really, really important, I think, even for somebody who's either an entrepreneur looking for new clients, looking for new leads, or somebody who's well-established, I, I think you have to bring yourself out of obscurity because, because unfortunately, obscurity doesn't pay, right? So if you, if you really want to get your message out to a lot of people and affect a lot of people positively, you really need to get yourself out of obscurity. And I think a tool like LinkedIn, for example, uh, lets, you, lets you do that. And it's it's kind of interesting because I have I have candidates that we work with that make let's say 1.5 million, 2 million a year, and the question that they they'll ask me is George, how do I how do I get seen more? And it's it, it's it's the same problem an entrepreneur has who's starting out, right? So it's about you know not not 
that sort of level of security, it, it's a big problem for a lot of people, and uh, you can't hide always behind an email as well. You need to be able to pick up the phone and, and create relationships. But it's uh, LinkedIn is definitely it's a huge, huge player now for a lot of people. And and uh, and Adam, I found you on LinkedIn, right? So you and I are talking because of because of your LinkedIn profile. So and uh, you know you're go, totally right. Go about team that. and LinkedIn. If you're listening to this, you need to send <laughs> me and George a check. Uh, <laughs> so hey, so hey, George. Uh, so that being said, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. If somebody's listening to this and they want more information on the McGearing Group, um, what's the best way for them to get that info? So this is so we keep it very simple. There's two ways. You could the 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 best way is to is to literally text us. Okay, so the number it's two one two six five eight zero eight zero one. So that's the first piece. And then the second option is to send us a quick email. Um, it's George at McGarenGroup dot com, and I'll, I'll spell that. So it's G E O R G E at M C G E H R I N Group dot com. But uh, text, text is probably the, the quickest and, and easiest uh, way to, to, to get us, and, uh, and the response rate actually is a lot quicker via text versus email um, as well. So that's a, that's a no, I, and I, I appreciate you having me on the on today. It was uh, it's always fun to talk to you as well, Adam. Absolutely, and, and thank you again. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Uh, share this with your friends and family. I mean, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, and, George, thanks again for coming on the show.